Hello and welcome to Dear Franny, the podcast of uncommon conversations about love and manifestation. I am your host, Francesca Hokie. Thank you so much for listening. If you are new to the podcast or you haven't listened in a while, you should know this is the fourth season of the podcast and each season has been a little bit different. Season three was really straight dating advice and guidance. Season two was a mix of dating advice and also interviews with different types of experts. And season one was a lot of interviews, all interviews actually, with all different kinds of people who I personally just find fascinating and, you know, wanted to have a conversation with them about love. Some of those people are quote unquote experts and others are just interesting people that I enjoy talking to. So as we approach our 100th episode, which is going to be going live in a couple of weeks, I just want to encourage you to go back and revisit any old episodes that you might have missed. We've been doing this show for three years now. I'm very grateful for every single person who's taken the time to listen. So thank you for being here. All right. My focus for this season has been manifestation, generally speaking. You know, it's such a big topic and I could do 100 episodes on manifestation, but this season each episode sort of building on each other and really leading up to this particular episode, because I know that a lot of people who listen to this podcast listen to this podcast because you are single and you are wanting to co-create a really beautiful, lasting romantic relationship. And that's what I help people do in real life and also here on the show. So today's episode is about manifesting love. And is it actually possible to manifest love? Now, I've spoken to many, 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 many people about love, about dating, about relationships, and many of those people obviously single. One thing that I commonly hear, even among people who generally believe in manifestation and they can see how in particular areas of their lives they have been able to manifest and they might consider themselves even to be very powerful manifestors when it comes to particular areas of their lives. But many, many, many people definitely carve out romantic love as an exception. You know, I recently asked someone, and this is not the first time I've asked someone this, and it's not the first time I've heard this answer, but I recently asked someone, well, do you believe that the universe wants you to have a beautiful romantic relationship? And she said, ooh, I don't know about that. (laughs) And I said, okay, well, do you believe that the universe wants you to have good health? She said, yes. I said, do you believe the universe wants you to have healthy, beautiful relationships that aren't romantic with your friends, with your family. She said, yes. So do you believe the universe wants you to be financially abundant and to have all the resources you need to take care of all of your needs? And she said, yes, I believe that. I said, okay, so why is romantic love, why does it have this special carve out? And she couldn't really answer the question, but I know the answer to this question because I, this is something that I deal with all the time in my work as a coach, but this is also something that I had to deal with with myself. I used to very much feel incredibly disempowered when it came to love. And when I started studying, quote unquote, learning about manifestation back in 2006, 2000, actually before that, 2004, 2005. And I, at that time, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I can like have all the money that I want and I can also have love. Great, great, great. This is amazing. But then very quickly, I found myself hitting a wall and saying, well, I don't really know. I mean, I want to believe this works and I want to believe that I can manifest a beautiful relationship, but I'm just, I'm just not sure if I can. So, you know, so the first question that I want you to just reflect on 
as you listen to this episode is where are you in that journey? Do you believe that manifesting love is possible? Are you completely skeptical about it? Do you believe it's possible but unlikely? Questions to ask yourself as I make the points that I want to make, you know, on this topic in this episode. So I want to start you out with just reflecting on that. So the thing about, and this is the thing that I had to realize for myself in my own love manifestation journey, is that the way that you manifest romantic love is actually the same way you manifest anything. However, it's not that simple in practice because when it comes to romantic love, and those of you who know me, those of you who've been listening to this podcast, you know what I'm going to say, right? You know that we have some challenges (laughs) to overcome in terms of how we culturally think about love, think about relationships, think about romance, And because we have so much collective societal programming about romantic relationships and what they look like and who gets to have love and how love is supposed to happen and you're not supposed to try and it's supposed to get lucky and, you know, it's about meeting a perfect person. And when you meet that perfect person, everything works out. And all of the things that the fairy tale industrial complex really teaches us and conditions us to believe, like, you know, you've got to be beautiful, you've got to be thin, or you've got to be, you know, if you are a man, you've got to be strong and strapping and tall and, you know, handsome and all of these things in order to be, quote unquote, the one, right? And, you know, regardless of your gender, your gender identity, there's so much programming that we all get on this topic. So that in and of itself becomes its own obstacle to manifesting love because you are now co-signing a reality and a destiny for yourself that is not in alignment with how love really works and can just cause a lot of frustration. So what I mean by that, so say, you know, I'll give myself as an easy example. So back when I was really struggling with romantic relationships and the love that I wanted, I desperately wanted it. And it felt so far away. It just felt like this pipe dream. And I was just like hoping and praying that I would get lucky enough to find it. You know, when I had that mindset about love, it was very much based in scarcity. You know, I have to get lucky. And if I meet somebody that I like, oh my God, I have to make it work because I hardly ever meet anybody that I like. And now that I've met this person, I have to make it work. I don't want to lose them. I don't want to lose this possibility. And many times, especially, you know, back in the mid 2000s, what that translated into was me doing a lot of chasing. It was me putting up with a lot of things in my dating life that I didn't really want and didn't sit right with me, but I felt like, well, I like this person and so this is how it goes and I just have to hang in there and hope it gets better and hope it works out. So it's a very disempowering perspective with which to approach love. And when I had that mindset about love, I was just manifesting more and more and more of those types of situations. I was just amplifying that energy within myself. What do I mean by energy, right? In this regard, all of our thoughts and all of our feelings are combining to give us a certain energy, a certain vibe, a certain energetic signature about any given topic, right? And in our lives, which is why, for instance, some people, when it comes to their careers, they're like, oh, I got this. Like, I know I can manifest whatever I want. I can manifest the new amazing job. I can, you know, manifest this business. I can manifest this amount of money. I can manifest the salary. Like some people have total confidence and it happens so intuitively for them when it comes to something like their careers that 
they just kind of take it for granted that like, yeah, I can, I got my career, right? And then when it comes to love, that's like, oh no, this is totally out of my control. So we all know the difference between having an empowered mindset where you really believe that what you want is absolutely available to you and having a disempowered mindset where we're like, you know, it would be the equivalent, you know, somebody saying, you know, I got, I'd really love to have a great job, but like who would ever hire me? There's hardly any jobs out there. No one likes me enough. I interview terribly. I don't have the right credentials. You know, people like me don't get hired for the types, you know, fill in the blank of all of the story. And I don't say any of this to discount or diminish anybody's personal life experience. But, and this isn't anything that we're trying to manifest. This is something that I have come to recently in my own life and in my own journey of manifesting and just understanding and embodying all of these beliefs and these principles is that when there's something in your life that you're looking at, you're like, I don't like these circumstances, right? I don't like what my love life looks like. This is not what I want, right? I really want you to think about this as a failure of imagination, a failure of imagination of what is possible for you. And it's really easy to do that when it comes to love because the sort of parameters in which we view ourselves and what's possible for us romantically are collectively have been set in our culture by a lot of people who do not have your best interests at heart, first of all. And again, it's very much based on scarcity, right? It's like the one, there's one person in this whole world who would be the right match for you. And, you know, goodness, if you don't find that person, like too bad. There is something to overcome. So I say all this preamble to just give you that permission and that validation to know that there's nothing wrong with you. When it comes to romantic relationships, they are triggering of our deepest fears, our deepest insecurities, our deepest programming. And so it's really, really easy to co-sign the limits that society has put around romantic relationships as, well, this is the framework in which I have to work, right? To illustrate this, so I'm a Black woman. When I was still single and I was dating, I was well aware of all of the data and the reality that there are Black women are the least favorited online, the least messaged, the least responded to, and just a general narrative, you know, Black women are the least married, um, you know, all of these narratives that are very, very pervasive that define the parameters of what's possible for you romantically as a Black woman. And it comes from all sorts of people. It comes from Black people. It comes from the patriarchy. It comes from marketing. It comes from all sorts of places, right? And I had to make a very conscious decision when I was single I'm not saying that the data is lying necessarily. I'm not saying that Black women might get fewer messages online than with their white or non-Black counterparts. However, I am saying that for me, in my personal experience, that is irrelevant. I am not willing to define what is possible for me from a place of limitation, from a place of insecurity, from a place of scarcity, from a place of not enoughness, from a place of undesirability, which is a big thing that Black women absorb. And not just Black women, lots of people, right? Regardless of your race, regardless of your gender. That was the real turning point in my love journey is when I decided, mm, no, I had faith that the fact that I had in my heart this desire to have a beautiful relationship, that that meant that I could have one and that nothing about who I am was disqualifying me of that. And this is really, if you're going to practice manifestation, 
this is really the type of mindset that I want you to really focus on because famously, Albert Einstein, I think I've got to do a little bit more research on this quote to make sure he actually said it, but it is attributed to him, which is no problem can be solved from the same level of consciousness that created it. So when it comes to romantic relationships, if we are looking at our circumstances, so if you're saying, okay, I'm single or maybe I'm in a relationship that is not fulfilling to me and I want more, I want more. But, you know, gosh, it's going to be so hard because of this, because of that. And online dating sucks and people don't want commitment. And did it. So what you're doing, you are embodying and you're operating from the same level of consciousness that has dictated and created the circumstances that you're already in. So talking about manifestation, which is what we're talking about, that's what this whole season is about, that's what this whole episode is about, then you have to understand your opportunity as well as responsibility. I mean, you don't have to do this because you can do whatever you want. You get to live whatever life you want to live, right? But if you want more, then it's your responsibility to say, okay, well, I need to make sure that I am doing my part to actually believe things that serve me because your faith has no effect on how the universe operates. Whether we believe or not, it's like gravity. I don't have to believe in gravity. I'm sure there's some conspiracy theorists somewhere who don't believe in gravity. And they think that, you know, governments just have like implanted magnets in our brains and that's what's like holding us to earth. I mean, you know, I don't know. But whether you or not you believe in gravity or not, it is in operation. And so goes with the spiritual laws of the universe right? Your faith doesn't affect how the universe operates, but your faith affects how you operate. So if you operate from a place of that scarcity mindset or that fear-based mindset or that limited mindset about love, say, well, this is what's realistic. Well, I'd really love to have this kind of relationship, but that's not possible. I'll never get that. Nobody else wants that. Fill in all the blanks of why that's impossible. Occupying that level of thought, occupying that level of belief, occupying that level of consciousness is only going to lead you to perpetuate that same thing that you do not want because that's how it works. When I talk about love and when I coach people, you know, I'm really focused on number one mindset, right? So what do you think about love? What do you believe about love? How do you think love happens? And understanding that because if you have a mindset that's totally rooted in scarcity and fear, then all of your decisions are going to follow from that. So number one, I want to make sure that people have a mindset that supports them in actually going out into the world and co-creating the relationship they want. And then I focus on the heart set. So the heart set is, and I call it heart set, right? And what I mean by that is, How much do you believe that you can have the love that you want? How much do you believe that you deserve the love that you want? How much do you believe that you are worthy of it, right? This all goes into self-love and this goes into, you know, really taking a look at what some of those beliefs are that maybe are wounds that need to be healed in order for you to really let the love in that is waiting for you. And then I get into the skill set of like, okay, this is how you date. This is how you flirt. This is how you figure out what your relationship needs are. This is how you determine whether somebody is ready and able and willing to be the type of partner that you are seeking. This is how you, you know, navigate online dating. Here's how you meet people offline because I never want anybody to be solely dependent on online dating, right? Every time you leave your house, you have the ability to meet someone special. You know, how do you communicate all of these things in that skill set category, right? Which is huge. But these things, they go in order for a reason, right? And then there is the soul set. So the soul set is actually the most important thing. But for most people, 
we need to kind of work our way up to this. And it wouldn't ever be last on the list, but just for the purpose of this podcast, it went last. And so what I mean by soul set is all everything I've been talking about. Do you believe in manifestation? How do you believe that the universe works? Because if you don't believe that the universe works in your favor, right, then again, it's like you don't have to believe it. It still does, but you will not receive that benefit because you will not be open to receiving that benefit. Here, let me give an example, like really briefly, going back to the example of somebody who might want to have a better career or do something more exciting, more engaging, more lucrative, right? But they have a lot of doubt. They have a lot of fear. They have a lot of story that tells them, I can't have that, right? So what would happen If they did get an opportunity, and by the way, we all get opportunities, right? You get opportunities for love, whether you're paying attention or not. We get opportunities for money, whether we're paying attention or not. These opportunities are always arising in our lives. So, but say somebody just directly says to this person who wants to have a better career, maybe there's a new field they want to enter. Hey, have you ever thought about getting into this field? You know, I think you'd be great. I would love for you to come to my office and I'd love for you to meet my colleagues. And, you know, we're hiring for, you know, an entry level position. And I think you might be a really good fit. So if the person who really does not believe that they are worthy, that they are capable of having that, of having the success that they want, are they going to say, yes, great. And they're going to show up and they're going to like, you know, put their best foot forward and they're going to be excited and they're going to work hard and see this as their opportunity. Or are they going to make an excuse as to why they can't do it? Or maybe they'll say yes, but then they're like, oh, then they start freaking out and they start talking themselves out of it. And maybe they call back and say, you know, I'm not going to be able to make it. Or maybe they do things like they show up, but they show up late and they show up unprepared, which is all these ways which we subconsciously keep ourselves stuck in that place of our limits of our belief and our deservingness. I look at it now. It's a failure of imagination. It's the limits of your imagination of what's possible for you. And it's the limits of what you believe you deserve to have and what you are worthy of, right? And so I haven't mentioned self-compassion yet today in this episode. I normally do. Self-compassion is really, really important here. It's the first element of self-love as I define it. And that's just the willingness to give yourself a break. So none of this is your fault, right? You didn't, there's something wrong with you. You didn't do anything wrong. We all have shit that we carry that we don't, that doesn't serve us, right? So when you're compassionate towards yourself, then you can start to say, well, I can look at this. It's safe for me to look at what doesn't serve me. It's safe for me to start to consider a new possibility for myself and for my life. So going back to dating, it's the same thing. If you believe that, you know, for instance, that it's going to be really hard for you to find love because of fill in the blank or that you are unlovable in some way, like, oh, it's going to nobody's ever going to love me because once people get to know me, da, da, da. what's going to happen when you meet somebody who would be happy to love you? Are you going to be like, oh, well, this person's happy to love me. Now I suddenly feel worthy of having love. No, you're not going to see it that way. Your subconscious is going to, quote unquote, keep you safe and you won't even be attracted to that person. Or if you're attracted to them, and this used to be definitely something that I've experienced many times in my past where I actually was interested in somebody who was interested in me, but I was so scared and so freaked out that it wasn't going to end well and they were going to change their minds that I totally shut myself off from ever allowing that person into my life. So these are the kinds of things that we do when we don't have a foundation of real belief, belief in the infinite power of the universe to deliver you all of your heart-centered manifestations, which absolutely includes romantic love, right? So I have some questions that I'm just going to go through kind of quickly here because I'm not trying to keep you all day. And this is a big topic, so I could talk about it all day, but I promise I won't. 
number one, do I believe the universe has the power to deliver to me the relationship with the person with whom I can co-create the relationship that I'm seeking? Do you believe it? Do you believe the universe has the power? Because if the answer is no, I don't, well, then I would encourage you to, you know, ask yourself some other questions, right? Like, well, do I believe that the universe has the power to deliver me good health? Do I believe the universe has the power to deliver me, you know, a great place to live if that's what I'm looking for? Do I believe the universe has the power to deliver me career opportunities or money? Ask yourself these questions because if you are one of those people who's carving out that romantic love is a special exception, right? <laughs> then are you setting yourself up to win? How does that belief serve you? And what will you manifest as a result of believing that? So this is about not beating yourself up, but just starting to consider a new possibility, right? So that's number one. Does the universe have the power? Do you believe it does? It does is the answer, but you know, okay. <laughs> and by the way, if the answer is no, but you are ready to change that, or you're like, I want to believe, but I'm not sure I believe, then you know what you can do right now is that you can set an intention, which is so, so powerful. This is the first step in anything when we're trying to shift something within ourselves, right? So it can be as simple as I choose or I give myself permission to see the evidence of the universe's power to deliver my manifestation. I choose to see the evidence of the ways in which I might be actually the one who's stopping something from happening that the universe does want to happen. So you can set that intention. And if you do that, if you are sincere in any intention that you set, you will start to see growth, you'll start to see expansion, and you will start to see new, quote unquote, evidence. The second question is, so number one is, does the universe have the power? Number two is, does the universe want me to have love? Does the universe want me to have the relationship that I want to have? And when I say the relationship that you want to have, remember, those of you who've listened to the podcast before, you know this, I'm really focused on what are the qualities of the relationship, right? Because the person and the people, there's more than one person for everybody. There are lots of people in this world who would be happy to love you forever, Okay. There are many people in this world who'd be happy to love you forever. So any idea that you have that there's just one person, again, do you believe that's how the universe works? Do you think that if you hadn't, you know, the person you consider your best friend, do you think if you hadn't ever met that person, you just wouldn't have a best friend? Do you think that if you hadn't been born to the family that you were born to, you just wouldn't have a family and you'd just be, you know, born into the woods by yourself somewhere? It's again, it's like we have to sometimes just have these like come to Jesus moments, not literally Jesus, but these moments where we're being real with ourselves. It's like, well, wait a second. There's a lot of story that I have invented or that I have co-signed that maybe isn't even true. So am I willing to look at this differently? If you are willing to believe that the universe wants you to have the love that you want, and again, do you believe it wants you to have good health? Do you think it wants you to have abundance? Do you think it wants you to have safety, right? Then you can start to say, well, hmm, if that's possible, if the universe really does want the love for me, that wants for me the love that I want for myself, then how might that shift my approach to manifesting love? And how might that change some of the things that I have believed up until now about how love happens and who gets to have it, right? Again, and you can always set an intention there too, to start to believe something different or see different evidence. And then the third question is, do I believe I am worthy? Do I believe I am worthy of having the love that I want? 
And this can be very tricky question because your ego can say, hell yes, I'm worthy. But if you haven't listened to the episode about ego and the role of the ego in manifesting, right? So the high ego might say, hell yes, I'm worthy. The low ego may say, no, I don't think I'm worthy, right? Either way, just know that your ego is really good at projecting whatever it needs to in order for you to keep the same old program running, okay? So that same old level of consciousness that has generated everything in your life, all the circumstances right now, that is the circumstance that is an inevitable outcome of the ego's attachment to these certain stories, these limiting stories. It's really, really important for you to have an honest conversation with yourself and recognize, well, maybe I don't believe I'm fully worthy because if I was, maybe I wouldn't put up with not having any love in my life. Or maybe I wouldn't put up with dating people who treat me like an option and, you know, an afterthought. Maybe I wouldn't actually be chasing after people who they've told me in their words and they've shown me in their actions or either one, because they both count, that they don't want the kind of relationship that I'm looking for or they don't value me, right? If I truly believed I was worthy of having the love that I wanted, would any of those scenarios be something that I entertained, right? So just as if you are somebody who has a very successful career and somebody says, hey, I'm going to offer you this really unchallenging, boring job and you know, I'm going to pay you $20,000 a year for it, would you consider that? You're like, I have a career that I love. I have a job that I love. I make plenty of money to have the lifestyle that I want to. You wouldn't do it. But how often do we do that similar sort of thing in romantic relationships because you feel like, well, that's just how it is or that's the best that I can do. Self-worth is huge, huge, huge because if we don't believe that we're worthy of something, then we're always going to put up these internal barriers and obstacles to allowing ourselves to have it, right? So again, this is one of the biggest reasons why manifesting love can be more challenging for people. It's because of this self-worth issue. And again, some other questions to reflect here and to see, well, is there some self-worth here? Is there some deservingness, you know, sort of challenge here? Ask yourself, do I believe that there's anything about who I am or what I've done or my demographics or my history or anything that has somehow disqualified me from having love. Maybe I think I'm too old or I'm too broke or, you know, I'm too fat or I'm too skinny or I'm too this or I'm too that, right? Because none of those things actually have an impact on your worthiness of love. You were born worthy. That actually does not change. Okay, so that is the reality. So how can you make that your reality by stepping into that belief? Okay, two more questions. So the fourth question is, do I believe anything about love? This is like a catch-all question. Do I believe anything about love that does not serve me? So what are the things that you believe about love that cause anxiety, that cause worry, that make you sad, that make you feel discouraged, that make you feel powerless? You want to know what those things are so you can start to look at them and you can start to call bullshit on them, right? And you can start to shift that thinking because, again, you are going to on a subconscious level, you're going to want to keep that program running. Even though it's not what you want in your heart, this is how powerful you are. We have to reconcile these differing parts of ourselves. It's like who we really are and what your heart is calling you to do and to have and to experience versus all of the conditioning, all of the programming, all the stories your parents told you or your peers told you or society told you or fairy tales told you about who gets to have love. And if there's anything in there that does not include you in that definition, then I really encourage you to take a look at that and really ask yourself, am I willing 
to release this belief? Am I willing to believe something that is in alignment with what I want to experience in my life? So, so important. Okay. And then the fifth and final question is, do I believe in the power of manifestation? So I already asked you this at the top, but this is, again, I want you to reflect on this. Do I believe in the power of manifestation? So if the answer is no, I don't believe in power of manifestation, then I don't know. I guess you could probably stop listening to this episode. (laughs) I mean, I'm happy that you're listening, so I don't want to encourage you to stop listening. But if you don't believe in the power of manifestation, again, your faith in how the universe works is irrelevant to how the universe works, but it is highly relevant to your life because it's going to dictate what you allow to manifest in your life. So if you don't believe that manifestation works, then the only alternative then is to continue to exist at a scarcity level of consciousness around love. That's it. If you don't believe that love is the most abundant force in the universe, if you don't believe that the universe has the power and also wants what you want for you more than you want it yourself, why do you think we're all born with a desire for love and connection and intimacy in our lives? We're all born with it. (laughs) Everybody has it. We're all born with it. So do you think that we're all born with something that this need within us that just is impossible to be fulfilled? Like that would be a pretty whack setup, right? So it's like starting to break down some of these beliefs is so powerful. And you don't necessarily have to do some huge 180. It's just a matter of starting to have a shift. Okay, so those are the questions that I wanted to share with you. And I hope that gives you a good starting point. Start to examine where you are right now in this manifestation journey and in this soul set, right, department, but also to start to shift it so you can start moving closer and closer to the love that you want. And actually, I wouldn't even think about it as moving towards it so much as allowing it to move towards you and allowing yourself to be open, right? And to take inspired action. You know, one thing that I always say, you know, to people when they're like asking me questions like, oh, you know, which dating app should I be on? Or, you know, you know, I went out with this guy and like went or this person. And what do you think I should say? Like, do you think I should text them? And, you know, I haven't heard. And I understand those advice questions that people have those questions. And And Lord knows I had a million questions, you know, at one phase of my dating journey. I didn't know anything. But it's also like going through the motions of dating. If internally you are not actually believing that the love that you want is possible and therefore you're not actually opening your heart to receive it and therefore you're going to always settle you will always settle. If you don't believe that you can have a partner who is, you know, who's really aligned and compatible and you have a beautiful relationship, then you will always settle for less than that. Why wouldn't you? I mean, that's only logical because you're co-signing whatever constraints you have absorbed from whatever sources. So if you're willing to start to consider and start to dream and have more imagination about what's possible for you, that is life-changing right there. As I said When I made this shift, that changed everything for my personal love journey, because then I was able to navigate dating from a real place of knowing, like, first of all, I could get excited about it. And then I could say, well, hey, if it's not this person, it just means it's somebody else. And I'm excited to meet him. (laughs) Right. And it was this faith as it grew in me. So did the certainty. And when I actually got to the place, I remember waking up one morning and, you know, I'd been doing this work for a while and I woke up this one morning and I had this feeling in my like chest and it was this really excited feeling. And I was like, oh my God, I'm about to meet this guy. It was like, I just had this realization. I was like, and I got a little freaked out. 
And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to read this guy. And I said, you know, I took a deep breath and I said to myself, this is okay. It's okay. You're ready for this. This is what you wanted. You can do this. So I had to give myself a little pep talk, right? To calm myself down, which is also just goes to show you we can want something so badly, but it doesn't mean that we're actually internally open to receiving it, not fully, right? And so I had, I recognized that. I was like, wait, wait, wait. I don't want to close up. I want to stay open, right? So I made that decision. I set that intention to keep my heart open and to stay in that place of excitement. And it was about two to three weeks later that I met my boyfriend and I met him walking down the street in LA. And it was completely the universe who put us on that corner because it was a bizarre set of circumstances that led us both to be in that place at that time, especially him. And but me too, because I had been delayed. I had been, quote unquote, delayed by something out of my control. And I was frustrated that I'd been delayed. But if I hadn't been delayed, I wouldn't have been on that corner at that moment and I wouldn't have met him. Right. So that's how the universe works. We can get so stuck in the all the how and the when that's not your department. Your department is what do I want? And how can I align myself with that in terms of my beliefs, in terms of my mindset, in terms of my heart set, in terms of my soul set? Because when you do that, then you will take inspired action. And when you take inspired action, that's the universe guiding you right to your manifestations, right to the street corner or right to the, you know, the dating app profile or right to that event that you maybe didn't even want to go to, but then you went and you wound up meeting someone amazing or right to realizing that there's somebody who's already in your life who actually is crazy about you. And if you were actually paying attention, you'd realize that you're kind of crazy about them too. (laughs) And maybe you should give this a chance, right? I say all of this from a place of knowing that regardless of what your individual circumstances are, the love that you want is 100% available to you. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I have seen it so many times. I have seen the power of when somebody goes from not believing that they can have that love to believing that they can have that love. And I see how that changes their life. And I see how that gets them into a relationship that's so much more beautiful and so much more fulfilling than anything that they had previously thought possible. So I hope that this inspires you. I hope that this is helpful. I also want to remind those of you who are listening that I am right now taking on a few new clients. So if that's something that you're interested in, reach out to me. I am at Dear Franny on all the socials. And please feel free to connect with me there. Instagram, Twitter, Clubhouse. You guys know I'm hosting a room about manifestation every Monday on Clubhouse, right? At 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, midnight UK time, et cetera, et cetera. So And there's also replays available. So if you can't attend live, you can still listen to the replay. So find me on Clubhouse. The link to my Clubhouse bio and my other profiles are also in the show notes for this episode. So connect with me there. And um, if you go to any of my social profiles and go to my bio, you can click the link and you can see some different resources that I have there. My dating archetype quiz, my manifesting quiz. You know, you can book a, a discovery session with me to talk about coaching and some other things as well. So I encourage you to take a look at that. And I thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, please do. And of course, I always appreciate your five-star reviews and ratings. So thank you so much for those of you who've already taken the time to do that. And if you haven't and you've enjoyed this episode, I hope that you will. And I also hope that you'll consider sharing it with a friend. Oh, because one of the things that I'm manifesting is 100,000 downloads by my 
100th episode, which actually I should check because maybe I've already made it and maybe I'm manifesting something that's already happened. But anyway, (laughs) maybe I already manifested it, but we're close. We're close. So thank you for helping with that manifestation. Thank you for listening. Have a beautiful day wherever you are in the world. And I will be back next week with a brand new episode. Okay, till then, goodbye.